0: Good morning. Welcome to the Celtic Way morning briefing live. It's Tuesday, December the sixth. Three amigos reassembled. As you can see, I'm Tony Haggerty, A Haggerty Ten Twitter Handle, and I'm joined today by Sean Martin at Sean Martin TCW and Aiden McDonald at Aiden C McDonald Twitter handles. How are we doing, guys?
1: No bad, Tony, still baltic my heating still broke.
0: Oh, a yeah. <laughs> good I can see that with the hoodie there. Aidan's got the smile of a man who's won the, the Celtic predictor for the Celtic player to get the furthest in the tournament. Isn't that right, Sean? Ha <laughs> he seems to He's got be. that smug grin on his face, but we'll <laughs> come to that later. In now, ladies and gentlemen, just direct your attention to the ticker tape running along the bottom. You know what we're going to say. We've got a deal for you. We've always got a deal for you. And if you subscribe to The Celtic Way and support top quality journalism covering the club you love, then you can have it for a pound for two months of full access to everything that's written on the website, or twenty percent, twenty-five percent, sorry, of the yearly price, which takes it down to a marvellous twenty-six quid. And all you have to do is hit the subscribe button and join us. www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. That's www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. Another good deal ladies and gentlemen you want to take us up on that that'd be great to the subscribers who have already taken up the offers and subscribe to the, the site thank you very much guys a good deal all round of course it is of course it gaden's mm-hmm. got that smug look of a man who just doesn't care he's just nah. <laughs> he really came, he got he's
1: got what he came
0: for he got what he came for ladies and gentlemen yesterday Maida faced off against Josip Juranovic. In the world cup last 16, and it was the Croatian who triumphed in the end on penalties 3 yep. 1 on penalties. Japan missed three out of four, never going through with a, a shooting rate like that and spot kicks. But yes, Aidan predicted that Josip Juranovic would go the furthest uh, of the Celtic players in the world cup. So, yeah, bow down to that, sir. <laughs> well done, Sean, a gallant loser, but yeah.
1: Uh, everything. It, it certainly was, because my man scored, didn't he? So he did indeed he couldn't him. have done much more to, to try and get that. I'm sure he was driven by my predictor um, more <laughs> it than looked, anything else. It
0: looked good for a while, but uh, Perisic's header was something else. But right. let's mm-hmm. talk about the game and the two selves in particular. And Sean, I want to bring your attention to that. That wonderful moment mm-hmm. at the end, where the two of them kind of shared an embrace. Maida was pretty emotional about it all, and Juranovic just kind of kissed him in the head, and a, was it Fabian Barthez, uh <laughs> style, wasn't it? I uh, mean, uh, Laurent Blanc kissed him on the head and just sort of gave him some words of consolement. I don't imagine anything that he said would have you know, made it any better, but it was just nice right. to see that the two of them having that wee embrace and just kind of recognising each other. And as they are teammates, it was just nice of them to go over and kind of keep them in mind, despite the fact that oh, he probably chuffed that he was in the quarterfinal. Brian obviously are very poignant. Like, two teammates, one console the other, and that's what it's all
1: about, isn't it? Sorry, an ill-timed Sorry, an old time coffee. I know it was a nice touch. Nice touch from Juranovic. Um, I think. Uh, well, I'm I, I probably can't put it any better myself. Actually, Helen Fritsch comes in a true Celtic moment, um, and Jerry McCann says proud of the boys. I I think it's. Uh, it was a nice, nice, nice touch from Juranovic to to even think to go over because not every day you get into a World Cup quarter final. Remember for Juranovic's uh, point of view, he wasn't in that squad in 2018. Yeah. So it is really this this is un, uncharted territory, um, uncharted territory for him. So for him to think in that moment, I better go and see Dyson, make sure he's alright. I think that's credit to him. Uh, shows you what a kind of presence he has in a Celtic changing room and a good teammate. Aidan, you get any consoling words for us two in a kind of
0: Josip Uranovic style or are you just kind of no it as as the consoling
2: words get it up
0: the parries? Something like that. Uh, (laughs) The
2: consoling words are no comment uh, (laughs) on your predictions. But to be fair, obviously, I'd have a few shockers in terms of seeing Brazil were going to flop. Obviously, uh, in terms of the game, I thought both players played quite well and it you can probably agree with uh, what you both said and what the commenters were saying. It was a nice moment at the end with Iranovic and Mider. So, yeah, it, it's one of them had to lose, you know what I mean? It's it's never going to be nice. Both would have been absolutely desperate to get to the quarterfinals. I think probably at the start of the tournament, if you said the two teams were going to meet, probably would have predicted Croatia of the two to get through. But given Japan's heroics against uh, Germany and Spain, who we are probably thinking maybe they'll pull off another sort of shock. But, yeah, it was both of them played pretty well, and it'll be in the long run it'll be for them both in terms of experience. Sean, I know, I, I, I
0: know, uh, Postacoglu does it and kind of rotates. his scored and takes the and made off sixty-five minutes, seventy minutes, that kind of thing. But yeah, I was genuinely surprised he came off yesterday. I thought he was playing. I think it's really the, well.
1: uh, I think it's the mission statement that he's given. <laughs> um, is just expend every bit of energy that you possibly can in those 65 minutes and then we'll give somebody else the last 25, although obviously it turned out to be the last, what, 55 or something. But, um yeah. I, I mean, it didn't go unnoticed, did it? It was good for him to get on the score sheet at a World Cup. That's just something that I'm sure he's dreamed of all his life. But it was good to see the praise he was getting from pundits. And I say yes. pundits specifically, not commentators, because the commentators weren't, weren't particularly full of praise for him in the first half. Um I'm sure you, you saw, if you're on Twitter, I tweeted out what Real Ferdinand says, but uh, Aiden, I think I think it was Aiden done a, a news line on the, the website about it just at half-time real Ferdinand basically channeling every SPFL yes. defender uh, when he said he's an absolute live wire, he looks like a man possessed, you wouldn't want to play against it. Uh, with him, without the ball, he's an absolute nuisance, all that kind of stuff. So, it's good to see him get that kind of praise at, at, at that level on that stage as well. Indeed, yeah, I mean, I, I saw that in a
0: I read both the the article and I I saw your tweet as well, Sean, and I think you just, I see you you will the guys to do well, don't you, bottom line, yeah. and uh, and it's good to see that at least one of the Celtic players are in the latter stages of the tournament, I think Josip Juranovic, Croatia now play Brazil, is that right, Aidan?
2: Yeah, yeah, Croatia, Brazil is the next game, so also I've been uh, waiting at that with keen interest, just once again giving my brilliant predictions,
1: so. Uh, aye, but I speaking think- of Tony, since he set us up nicely for the, yeah. it, I'll, I'll shove it up again and, and we yeah. can we can have a wee look at that. Cause Tony, I'm not far behind you. We incorrect calls at this, um, time, at this stage. Sure, so, uh, Aidan, that Aiden, you're on for four out of six if things go the right way. The Brazil one was a bit of a shocker, but to be
2: fair, for biggest flop, I don't know what I was thinking. Of, but actually, aye, well, was-
1: we've all we've all get the biggest flop wrong, I think so far. Um, Tony, you're actually probably closest. Because Kane, nah, well, Kane's got three assists and a goal, ain't he? Two goals a goal, so probably not, but um aye, we've all got flop wrong, we've all got dark horses wrong. Aiden's think- also get Celtic to go furthest. You might as well you, I mean Mbappe's on for the golden boot as well, isn't he? So yeah. mm-hmm. um golden ball, Messi, you never know. It's still yeah. I think that, that only happens if Argentina won it, which would give you yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 Argentina yeah. Uh, Aiden Argentina, Mbappe, Messi, and your So <laughs> That's a Super.
0: good quadruple. Indeed, indeed. Uh the least said about my predictions, the better. So
1: <laughs> you really need Vinicius Jr. to have a storm on the last couple of rounds and won it, Tony. I think I, don't you I do, know?
0: yeah. And I thought he was on course last night when he opened the score, and I was like, yeah, that's what we like to see. He played but, well,
1: right? Uh, yeah, like well.
0: just in general, I think Brazil played well, to be fair, but hey, there you have it. It is what it yeah. is. But no, Aiden doing well, Sean, yep. mixed me just trash trash can. Put them all in the bin, uh, but there you have it. Now, something else, Sean, that came out of this and Aiden wrote an article on it yesterday was Celtic's interest in Cho. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now, there are various European clubs chasing him according to his agents. That came out in the Korean press. Uh, And I think two of them were discounted, weren't they? I believe, but I'll go to Aidan first. Sorry, Sean, because yep. Aidan, you wrote the piece on it, didn't you? There was two clubs that have been discounted, but Celtic weren't discounted, were they?
2: Uh, no, no, Celtic weren't discounted. It was a Korean outlet, of which I will not try and pronounce, but it was <laughs> uh, they had reported that Fenebache and Wren, I think it was, had mm-hmm. expressed interest in the player, but they were no longer uh, considering them. But there was still a host of other European clubs tracking them of which I think we can assume, given the sort of links that Celtic must be amongst it. Uh, so it does show you that <laughs> the player, I'm sure if the agents are aware of it, the player's are wide of interest, mm-hmm. whether that be from Celtic or other clubs. So it seems like one that's not going away, so just need to wait and see on that. But uh, how did you actually think he, he played last night to against Brazil? A,
1: it's a difficult thing to assess when your, your team's... Getting kind of ripped apart at the back, isn't it? I mean, yeah. yeah I, I, was a, I, I mean, they did score and the ball was up there a couple of times near him, but I, I don't think it was the best game to judge him, um, especially in terms of a fit for Celtic. Uh,
2: but yeah, overall,
1: was... two goals and up to him. I know they both came in the same game, but still, two goals at a World Cup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that well, adds value to yeah. him, doesn't it? To be fair, unfortunately for Celtic, yes, it yeah. probably does add value
0: at but... that level. So, and again, you can look at it the same way with Maeda too. So. Mm. It's uh, mm. But, yeah, I think you're right, Sean I think last night was probably It would be harsh mm. to judge him on that Because Brazil mm. just really ripped out career apart, didn't he? And he didn't have much service But, as you say, based on the, the two goals he scored Okay, they came in the same game And mm-hmm. the snippets that you've seen It would be a worthwhile addition If if the deal and the contract's right And Celtic can swing it mm-hmm.
1: Well, it, as Aidan said, say, say, his agent name-checked, it was a story with his agent in the Korean press, so he name-checked Fenerbahce and Ren as two clubs who are not interested. So by omission, they understand that Celtic are one of those that are still interested, because Celtic have been linked as much, if not more, um, than than the two that he did mention. So by omission, the understanding is that Celtic are still interested or are interested. Uh, So nonetheless, we did get Stuart Ross to do a scout report on Cho, Uh, but with a twist this time, Tony... Yes, um, he did, he did now change, we didn't he? He did, yes, he did. We don't necessarily think Celtic will sign two strikers unless maybe Yakimakis does actually leave in January. So what we what Stuart did was he tried to compare Cho with the other Celtic yeah. the other striker that Celtic are linked to who is side hmm. Amulic, a Dutchman who plays in Poland for Stal So yeah. um that the kind of aim of that rather than just going deep into one of them was to kind of Try and compare the two of them to see which of the two, on the understanding you won't sign both, which of the two would be the better fit at Parkhead. So I'll put I'll put that in the comments, and that is well worth a read. It was it was very interesting. And uh, I'm, I will not give a game away with one because it does take a stance. Stuart um, he assesses both. He does say both are exciting, both have got the similarities, but he does think one would fit better than the other ones. A more well-rounded striker. Um, so I I'll throw that in the comments, and then if you just want to read that, that's on the site just now.
0: Indeed, and also speaking of strikers, I wrote the digest on yep. Kyogo Furuhashi. He wanted to go, I'm sure Sean will put the link up to that. Yep. And I worried about that. And his comments that he made in the athletic the other day, which I thought all well for Ange Postacol and Celtic. And you no, know, even putting the disappointment of the World Cup behind him, he's not really thought about it much, as his comments will say. So, yeah, if uh Kyogo Furuhashi comes back being invigorated after the break then. I think the Celtic mm-hmm. uh, in fact I think the Premiership defences had better watch out because mm-hmm. he's, uh, he's gunning for them again and he wouldn't put it past them to be up there or thereabouts where the top goal scorer charts is concerned. And it's uh, and I like that Sean I like the the attitude that they're showing there. As, as I mentioned yep. in the piece he didn't have a pop at the Japanese national team manager. Then there was no mm-hmm. kind of feeling sorry for himself. He was just concentrated fully on right when Celtic's next game, and this is what I've been doing.
1: Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think that seems to be in Kyogo's nature, does it? Nope. Um, the taking a pop or being anything but positive, really, yeah. whether it's on the park or off it. Uh, that that seems to be his nature. So, but it would have been easy. It would have been easy for him. I know he, he wasn't speaking during the turn- tournament. That was an interview that was conducted before it. But it was after, as you pointed out, it was after he knew that he wasn't in the squad. So it would have been easy for him to kind of, woe is me, feel a wee bit disappointed. It would have been easy and it would have been understandable because it's a World Cup. Yeah. And yeah. of the, the Celtic players, he's of an age where you think, will he get another chance at a World Cup squad? Um, I mean, he he has seen the silver lining in that as well. He's talking about retiring anytime after he's 35, mm-hmm. so another two World Cup cycles and there's, there's more chances and stuff. He definitely sees that there is more chances to go to World Cup, but we were all thinking, well, is, is this his, was this his time? Was this the last time he's probably going to get a chance? Um, so it would have been easy for him and understandable, as I say, for him to feel sorry for himself, but he didn't come across that at all. His attitude seems to remain the same, as I say, whether it's on a pitch or off it. And uh, like you said in your, your piece, that, if anything, that bodes well for Celtic going for a treble if he's going to come back. Not with a point to prove, but just being the same old Kyogo, not letting it get to yeah. him really more than anything else. Aidan, same old Kyogo, always scoring. Is that what you're hoping for when he comes
2: back? Uh, yeah, I mean I thought he was he was playing okay even even before the break, to be honest. Uh, I think we discussed kinda at times that his stats weren't that far off where he was this time last season. So yeah, if if he's even more, you know, reinvigorated and performing even better than he already was and It's only a positive for Celtic because we know it's going to be such a busy schedule in terms of fixtures. Obviously, there's no European football, but there's plenty of domestic football to play. So, yeah, if Kyogo's a fit and fire, and that is absolute best. Then it's only a good thing for Celtic and for Mm -hmm. Ansh. I just saying, it's not
1: just Kyogo. Hatati too, and Hatati will be a far better player for Celtic. I agree, but I do think there was more disappointment in the Kyogo side because Hatate was always on the fringes of that Japan squad. Yeah. I know we see him all the time and we do think he would add something to the squad, um, but ultimately it was a bit of a stretch, I think, to think that he was going to get in, in the squad, whereas with Kyogo, he was in it and then got left out. It So that, that, as I say, it would have been understandable for him to be feeling sorry for himself at that point. Sean, it's
0: 10 days till domestic football uh, starts up again. Has it been long,
1: the break been too long for you? Are you champing it the bit? Are you Aye. The World Cup keeping you going really not really, not it... really no. Uh, not not really. Um seventeenth of December, looking forward to uh, Aberdeen at Pataudry. always a good one. Um so I am looking forward to that. No, I think you, the the World Cup's been no bad, right? It has been no bad and it's good having football on every day, but it, it, I think you'll probably all agree it's not the same. Uh um, yeah. it's Cup it's got an international yeah. If that I mean an international break in general is not the same anyway mm, um, no. but a World Cup at this time of year is not necessarily the same the fact that it's in Qatar is not necessarily the same um, so it's, it's covered a wee bit with some of the games some of the games have been decent which has covered the cracks a wee bit but no I think uh, I think I'm looking forward to 17th of December Tony you? Oh without a doubt Even you you missing the
0: domestic football I'm I'm peeling the windows of the advent calendar and just wishing the days away to be honest you know what I mean so did you have
2: it. Uh, yeah, I'm missing the domestic football. I can put with what Sean was saying. The World Cup has been good to an extent, but you want to get the sort of bread and butter back. Given that Celtic are hopefully reinvigorated, you know, a lot of the players with a good break, or the majority, obviously, except the players that the World Cup. Given some of the football that's been played after breaks in the past over the last few years, you would hope that it's going to be a sort of continuation of that. And yeah, it's going to be an exciting time, pointing our football on. So yeah, looking forward to getting it back, Tony.
1: Given this is the Celtic way, not the World Cup way. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
2: I have enjoyed talking about Messi. To be fair, in fact, just talking <laughs> to the World Cup way before we finish <laughs> uh, on that on that point. Uh, Jude Bellingham, Tony, last night thought he played quite well. Ah, oh,
1: Tony, he's not letting this go. He's not letting it go. <laughs> world class Jude Bellingham. Yes, is this? It, world class yeah. Jude Bellingham. Yeah. The un- the the undercurrent there, just for everybody watching. As the Eden said the other day, that he felt that Jude Bellingham was world class, and both myself and Tony just disagreed, thinking that he's a very, very talented player playing very, very well at the moment. But it's a bit far to say that he's already reached world class, um, and Aiden's just not letting it go, basically. <laughs> yes, and uh, I, I hope that world class
0: player ends up out the tournament, Eden. Oh yeah, team same.
1: Team I be, and, uh, yeah,
0: but... You know, so, but yeah. England play France on Saturday, I believe. But doesn't matter if you tune into the World Cup coverage, you would think England were playing France tomorrow or, or just now or whatever the whatever game's on. It's like two minutes of coverage you're that, and then it's there. But it was ever thus, wasn't it? Well, yeah. sure, we'll get to that at some point. But no, it's uh, yeah, you just miss your diet of uh, domestic football, don't you? It's uh, you kind of, uh, and as you say, Sean, the as much as the World Cup's been good and it's had its moments. It's still not been enough to sustain myself. I'm 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 champing at the bit for, the uh, because I want to see how Celtic perform after the break. I want that to see same, the, yeah. the after on, and you know they really do kind of cement their lead at the top currently nine points, and uh-huh. and I'm interested also to see the the challenge as well from from the others. I want to see how Michael Beal's Rangers shape up and see see what what's coming. You know, uh-huh. obviously. The, the Celtic Rangers games early January, so we'll mm-hmm. find it out soon enough. But uh, um, that whole dynamic has got me kind of okay. It's,
1: it's interesting. I, I'm, I'm keen kind of intrigued tactically with that myself, just to see. But I suppose, I suppose the easy answer to that is that Celtic being nine points clear. If Celtic do put after oh. afterburners on, then it doesn't matter what what happens at Ibox yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I'm intrigued by it myself. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Uh, tactically as much as anything else. But second to January, I think. Won't give a, a full reflection of it, I think the yeah. one after that Um But although well, I'm still looking forward to January the 2nd As well Um But uh, no, nah, I agree with you, can I just say We've had some trouble, it seems to have some trouble um, Streaming through fa- uh, Facebook Today, I've had to remove it and re-add it a couple of times So it might be up there as like three separate Three separate parts, but uh, It should be there, and it, it seems to be Working again just now, but just if anybody's watching on Facebook And you're getting kind of uh, Intermittent pauses or whatever it's probably that and it might be there as three parts rather than as uh, rather than one one stream but and I was going to
0: point out that I'm getting a new kitchen fitted so if you hear banging and stuff then you'll know what it is. But
1: surely... It's been all right, Tony. I think you need to get it's doing Jetty Guy still there.
0: I won't say that we've paid him for the job Because I don't know if we have a daughter But my good <laughs> lady takes care of that kind of thing you know, so. He's
1: watching this briefing and just enjoying a cup of tea I think
0: <laughs> While I'm in my cubbyhole in here I, yeah. I delegate responsibility on all these Kind of things but there you go But if there was um, anything, I'm
1: just like, I'm just quickly going to put this up Just as a wee, uh, a wee, a wee Enticement uh, Michael Ross says Sean is there a scout yes. report on the Egyptian player Mohamed Magdi um, There will be, yep, I've spoke to Stuart about that um, and we've agreed that when it becomes maybe a wee bit more firm, the interest—if we can firm it up a wee bit—then uh, then he'll get to work on that and do an in-depth one on him. And I'm actually really excited about that one. I've, I've deliberately avoided talking about him the last couple of days, yes. uh, guys, because I, when I was reading into him, I like I like the look of him. Really like looking him when <laughs> I like. And I, I know when I'm doing a scout report, I, I focus a good wee bit on the club that they might be coming from and stylistic fit in terms of that. And he's coming from Al Ackley, or he, he would be coming from Al Ackley, Tony, and they're the, I mean, they're the world's most successful club, so it's, it, in terms of a, an audition to come for the pressure that comes with coming to Celtic, I mean, it's fair enough, <clears throat> and he's a two-time AFC Champions League winner having scored get uh, player of the match in both finals and different things, so I, I like the look of this guy, um, but in terms of a scout report, stay tuned, because uh, I have spoken to Stuart about it, but we want to wait until it's... Uh, until there's a wee bit more substantial than just just a couple of reports, put it that way. Subtext to
0: that, Aidan. Sean's trying not to get too excited about a player who's exciting them with the thought of, <laughs> the of him coming to Celtic. You know, I, I, I guess that's. Uh, I'm reading. I'm reading a wee bit into Sean's thoughts on that. Your own thoughts, Aidan. Have you had a look at Mohamed Magda yet?
2: Yeah, the sort of brief uh, parts of stuff I've looked at. I'm including the. Potentially, fatal uh, YouTube clip compilation, which I know we've been stung with many a time. He, he does what an exciting player, and you can see exactly why Andrew'd be interested in bringing him to the club. So yeah, if the links get a bit more stronger, I'll be excited to read the uh, Stuart Scout report on it. The
0: Thing is, as well, Sean, I've already got two in, but it's just good that uh, they are being linked with players of repute, yeah. and whether they can bring them to the club is another thing. But again, go back to. It. If Ange is involved, he obviously will be involved, but you do feel that players like that, if Ange can get to them and speak to them, then he can sell the vision and the dream for the club to them. And guys can be seduced by that. Players have been in the past and Mm -hmm. they've they've mentioned the fact that it was the manager that brought them and stuff like that. So that's another reason why you you trust the manager in, in these kind of situations. If it gets to that point where the guy says, okay, I'm willing to listen to what you've got to say, then I don't think we'll get any better manager in that situation than Ange Posikoglu.
1: Yeah, um, with, with this instance in particular with Mohamed Moghdi, what I would say is he's, I think he's 26, so he's already an established player. This isn't yeah. a, a, necessarily a, a project. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So if he go, if he, he is 26, I've just checked it out. if he comes to Celtic, Especially off the back I've been at Al for a few years and winning, well, winning galore. I think he's won eight trophies in two, three, two, three years or whatever. But um, then you wouldn't imagine this is a guy that you're bringing in with the intention of reselling in a, a season or two for for big money. I mean, it could happen. You never know; it might happen with Juranovic. He, he he arrived at twenty six, but do you know what I'm getting at? It's a good age. It's a it's a, a kind of almost coming into your peak years age rather than a a young project to sell for big money later or a, an ageing player that you know you're not going to um, you know you're not going to make money on so there's something in that as well that there's more of those players maybe coming in the door than there was Yeah, uh, there was before I suppose to Cogley.
0: The, the, the phrase is oven ready, isn't it? Yeah Just kind of entered into the football lexicon Aiden, oven ready players that you you know you're not taking them out the wrapper they're already out the wrapper they are, is, they are the kind of article that they are, maybe not the finished article, but they're, they're a player of repute and can hold their own in a Celtic team and can, there's so much walk-in, but given the chance they'll, they'll stake their claim straight away for a first team uh, place.
2: Yeah, no, completely. And I think it's good to have the balance throughout the squad. You want to have some sort of young development talents coming through, whether it's players you sign or players you're bringing through the youth academy and then have a couple or maybe in the case of we've got quite a few probably at the moment Juranovic, Keogo, Yakimakis, etc players that are in their peak right now or just about to hit it so yeah it's good to have a balance I think and yeah this guy does look some poor so if Celtic are <laughs> near bringing him in then it's going to make the squad even better so I'm excited you're about it definitely you're big on ages
0: aren't you Sean in terms of contractually and just uh, in terms <laughs> of you know no, but the, the age of uh, yes, I, I like, I like to You mention I, a lot, though, to be fair. And I, not, but there's, there's had, a
1: logic um, behind
0: it, that's what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, I I,
1: I, I had uh, as much as I'd, I was talking about the, the kind of contract expiry dates and stuff, the and the age that people would be at the, the end of those contracts. Um, I also had a, an article, I can't remember exactly what the title was, so I kind of dig it out at the moment. But basically, i done a, a similar type graphic as the contracts one, but it was with age brackets. Mm-hmm. So it was twenty three and younger, and then I think twenty four to twenty seven, and then twenty eight and above, and it was it, again it made for good reading. the The composition yeah. of the squad is a is a good mix. It's a good comp, a good squad composition, um, where a I, I right good balance between younger players that have still to come into kind of what you would say financial years in terms of selling, and players that are already at a kind of peak, eh, and they'll be Celtic for that peak if they're still here. So,
0: aye. Which is why I mentioned it, because I know there's a logic behind the yeah, process, yeah, that's, yeah. that's why, and yeah, and I was hoping you would dig out the article, but I guess we'll find it at a later <laughs> date. Now, Aidan spoke about youth players and prospects coming through. Now, mm-hmm. we wanted to touch upon both the Celtic women's team and the B team, Sean. Yep. Celtic women's team won 7 nothing the other day and are ticking along nicely and the B team, I believe, won 5-0. So, yep. it's a uh, yeah, good news for both the women and the Celtic B team of late, is it not?
1: Yeah, but I did, didn't quite get around to it yesterday amid uh, the other stuff, even though I'd, I think I favourited a comment. I think it was uh, Helen Freaks' comment on the women's team. But yep, the the women's team smashed Dundee United 7-0. Uh, hat-trick for Shen Meng Yu, plus goals from Clarissa Larissa Amy Gallagher, Maria McInerney and Tyree Burchill. It was their 10th win in 12 league games, guys, with one draw in there as well. Their goal difference is already 52 uh, in that time Although in a league with Glasgow City and Rangers That's actually good for only third place so far If you can imagine uh, They're one point off Rangers who are second and three behind City um, So they're going really well for Annalonzo's side But it is some ask in the, in the SWPL at the moment uh, As they found out last year But they did win, remember, a cup double last year yeah, yeah. Um, they, they have the makings of it this year to challenge up for that league title and it's hard. Don't get me wrong. It is a hard, hard ask. Um, I covered Aberdeen women before moving down the road, and that they get promoted into that league. They ended up doing. They ended up finishing fifth. They did well under Emma Hunter, but um, it's very hard to break the. Well, first of all, to break the to break the Glasgow City stranglehold, which Rangers obviously did, but then to then break into the Rangers and Glasgow City stranglehold. So Celtic did it in the cups last year, and I suppose the the big ask this year is can they do it in the league indeed
0: now Glasgow City and Rangers are uh, two excellent sides in the the women's Premier League but as Sean said Celtic are making in those but that's some level of consistency and and to still be third tells you all all you need to know about Glasgow City and Rangers but 10 wins out of 12, one draw in there and they're still third, you know a point behind Rangers, 3 behind Glasgow City but you look at that margin for error at the top it's not much is it
2: No it's not and it just shows you sort of the top half of the Scottish Women's Premier League how strong it is really and as Sean mentioned Glasgow City up until last season were the standard bearers in terms of just winning pretty much everything all the time so (laughs) I think Rangers went unbeaten last year didn't they so they had to have pretty much a phenomenal season in the league to actually beat them be pretty much flawless so yeah, it's Celtic had good progress last year. Obviously, winning the two cups and Fran Alonso seems like a, a good coach. knows exactly what he's talking about. So, it's definitely deposit has been made. Whether or not this season, the fact that their goal difference is so positive and they're sitting third place, maybe too much of a maybe step to win the league this year. But definitely positive, and the team's developing. You've you've seen really since Fran Alonso's came in. Has been developing each year whether it was in the Champions League sort of qualification stages for the first time, then winning the Cups, so hopefully this season they can go again, but even if it's a case of building for next season, it's looking positive for them at the moment. Just seems to be a good fit,
0: doesn't it, Fran Alonso, for the Celtic women's team, Sean?
1: Yep, I think so, everything, he talks really well, as Aidan referenced there, He's um, which is, on the YouTube channel, his uh, press conferences also get put up there, same as the, the first teams do, and They don't get as many views, perhaps naturally, but they should get more views because he it, it does talk a lot of sense, he talks very, very well, you can see the project that he's got in mind, and um, as I say, it's very, very difficult uh, in the SWPL in terms of the league, but with that kind of bedrock of the Cups last year, you've got to be feeling positive about it.
0: Now the Celtic B team, Sean, you were bigging up them, they won 5-0 the other day, yep. and we We sort of highlight some B-team players that we hope can make that first-team breakthrough. Rocco Vata has been mentioned in dispatches Mm -hmm. recently as well, but
1: uh, they're ticking along nicely too. Yep, Um, they battered Edinburgh University, I think it was, 5-0. Ben McPherson, Corey Thompson, Joey Dawson, if you remember him from the Boxing Day game last year, and then Ben Quinn got a couple uh, again for the second time in a a few few weeks, I think. But um, it leaves them second behind Rangers at the top of the Lowland League. Now they're five points behind uh, twelve wins, three draws, and three defeats from the 18 games, I think. But do you know what that means, Tony? Because of the kind of the, the kind of Spanish style, you can't get promoted stuff. Um it means that your hometown team, East Kilbride, are de facto promotion candidates in third, Tony. Ooh, uh, is have hand, it. So.
0: In East Kilbride Stadium it was just up the road from my house, actually, yes. And I remember going to see them play against Cowden Beast. Mm-hmm. They lost in penalties at Central Park, and they would have entered the pyramid. But sadly, they succumbed there. But there you go. But no. anyway,
1: speak, speaking not It wasn't so long ago that they were uh, they were in the championship. Correct. And I don't even think they're anywhere near it in the lower league. I think the bottom bottom five or so.
0: Yeah, you know. But, so um, I, the East Kilbride lost a playoff a few years ago, and I remember going there. I felt sorry because there's a lot of a lot of friends that I know that are involved in uh, know. East Kilbride. Uh, but no, that that'd be good. <laughs> uh, by de facto, oh, if Rocco uh, can keep that up, well, that remains to be seen. But yeah, it'd be good for the town, to be fair. But yep. yeah, I mean, uh, that uh, that's uh, that's a boon for them to be third to Rangers and Celtic. No, well, that's, that's yep. some levels of consistency
1: there. Uh, you mentioned Rocco Vata; he wasn't in the squad. He's been, as far as I understand it, with the first team since Sydney. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Same way, Boston Lowell and um and Toby Abulayemi, I think. Yeah, because he wasn't in the squad as well. Uh, so yep, yeah, uh, going well. It's going well for both of those, the, the B team and the women's team. Uh, Celtic B are actually back in action tonight. I think I think they play Berwick Rangers tonight,
0: so, and that's good so for B. the B. likes B. of Paul and, and Oliver Yemi, Aiden. getting that you know trip to Australia and just being in and around the first team and seeing that the demands that you know at training every day, see what you're being asked to do, and I know that the training is simulated for the B team, but it's a wee bit different, maybe, when you step up and you train with the first team players because the the quality ranks up quite a few notches. And you know, but it's good to get them in and around that, so that you have no fear of throwing them in. And Sean referenced Joey Dawson playing in, in Boxing Day last year, and he came in and he did a job, didn't he? He did everything by score.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you no, know, Joey Dawson was pretty solid in that game. Uh, from what I can remember of it, just just to sort of touch on when you were talking about. Players' development. there, I'm sure that really did help the player, the B team players that went and uh, were over in Australia in getting in the sort of a training camp under Andy Foster I'm sure that's only a positive for them, and I think it can only be a good thing that the the train somewhat to an extent that they're doing every day, because when they can move up to the first team, yes, obviously it'll be a lot more intense, and you're playing with not even just better, but more experienced players, but. It must be a benefit rather than going in and it's sort of cold turkey. So, yeah, it's it's all seems positive from a B team perspective at the moment. I know probably maybe you would hope that maybe more players could get first team minutes, but the squad's so strong at the minute. And it's Celtic, as much as they are nine points clear in the league, it is a good cushion, but you don't want to let that slip at all. So, you can understand why at this stage in the season the manager doesn't want to suddenly introduce a lot of younger players, but quite a lot of them got minutes in pre season. And obviously Wall was involved in the in was involved in the Australian tour. So, you know, maybe come the end of the season, potentially they, they might be involved slightly again if things are going really well. We'll just have to wait and see. But it all looks positive at the moment on the B team front.
0: Sean, that is the the point, isn't it? That even yep. makes sure that it's hard to see where they would fit in just now in terms of first team because of the score being strong. But we spoke earlier about if Celtic can put on the afterburners and stretch that lead at the top, then you might well see the likes of Rocco Vata and Boston Lowell getting game time and minutes. Hopefully yeah, I think...
1: That's the case. I think uh, when I wrote my Rocco Vata piece about Sydney, uh I done the kind of mini squad depth thing, looking at the positions he could play with who would be in front of him. It's very, very difficult to see where he where he would get game time. Um, so it's, it's it's just as difficult to see that for Boston and at the moment as well, because Stephen Welsh is struggling to get game time, yeah. and he's considered to be above him in the pecking order, obviously. So it's difficult. Um, but you never know if Celtic, to the phrase you mentioned there, if they put on the afterburners and they end up kind of walking away with and a kind of Martin O'Neill type way yes. uh, then you could get a couple of Sean Maloney's getting getting blooded in. Do you know what I mean? That that, yeah. that kind of attitude. It might be closer to the end of the season before you see that. But And and
0: Sean Maloney at Ibrooks that day is always the one that springs to my mind. Mm-hmm. It was like who who's this guy? And he came on and he did well and I actually thought he was going to steal Henrik Larson's we we go this of goal season because he had the chance to kinda tap it in but he he sensibly let it go. And, and because
1: been at the team yeah.
0: <laughs> and, he, and, he Goal missed, and I remember Martin O'Neill giving an interview because he missed a one on one, I think, with Stephen mm-hmm. Boss. And, and he said at the time that Maloney was really, really disappointed because he puts him away in training, you know, the second nature. So I, I remember that. So that's one to obviously want to keep your eyes on. And hopefully that's that's the way the season pans out. And, it, and it'd be good to see the likes of Rocco Vata and Law, and Lowell yep. and even Joy Dawson again coming into the team, because that's when you know that Celtic were maybe in a comfortable position league-wise, Eden, and you could breathe at the top, because as you say, nine points, whilst it's a healthy lead, you know, it just takes a couple of games to go awry, doesn't it? Like a man, and there's a spanner in the works again.
2: Yeah, no, definitely. If you're introducing the players at this point, and then you end up with some, hypothetically, you would end up with a couple of poor results, or just if you're the manager the coaching staff, you're just opening yourself up for criticism there. So, I don't think I could see it happening anytime. time soon. Potentially, maybe the Scottish Cup game against Morton. Eh, you never know. I, I think he'll still want to have a relatively strong team. I mean, obviously when Celtic played Dalla in that first game last season in the Scottish Cup, there was some players <laughs> that eh, came in, but I, I know he ended up getting injured, but you still had guys like Cal McGregor, etc. so, so I don't know if I could see it there. But end of the season, if things have went really well, if I should say, if uh, then I, I think you could potentially see some of the B players introduced, which is
0: la- good. I'm laughing at that, Sean, because remember, we did what predicted 11 for that Aloha game. Yeah, um, I don't think we were anywhere near it, were we? No. As that, often, yeah. as often the case, yeah, we, we, he made yeah. so many changes, didn't he? He, mm-hmm. I mean, that was just a, a team from left field, so I wonder if he would do the same against Morton I'm, I'm maybe not so sure because we spoke about it, after I, the think it will make, I
1: think it will make changes yeah. but it might not be quite on the aloe scale right? <laughs> <laughs> well
0: that's nearly 40 minutes guys you could talk all day about Celtic and Celtic related matters couldn't you but I will uh, once again direct you to the ticker tape running along the bottom it's a festive deal let's call it that way and it's a pound for two months of full access to everything that's written on the website and or 25% off the yearly price, which takes it down to £26. And all you have to do is hit that button, www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe. Take advantage of that deal. We thank everybody that has subscribed to the, the site. We, we love it. We we love the kind of engagement we get every morning in the comment section in the tour and so on. But it's a, it's a wonderful deal. We thank everybody that took advantage of the... Black Friday deal as well, so but you know what to do, just hit the button and join us, www.celticway.co.uk forward slash subscribe, now all it remains for me to say is thank you Aiden, for your contribution always cheers, enjoy bro. it, and Sean, first class as always yeah, take care guys we'll do it all again tomorrow, same time same back channel, cheers guys cheers, cheers
2: guys to-